I'm Chris Nessie, host of Behind the Mic, Voices of the EPN, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another great episode of My EdTech Life. Thank you so much for joining us on this beautiful Tuesday, or it may be well into Wednesday, depending on where it is that you might be joining us around the world. But regardless of where you're at, I just want to say thank you to each and every single one of you for making My EdTech Life what it is today. Thank you so much for all the likes, the shares, all the support, all the feedback, and all the reviews. I really appreciate every single one of you. And as always, that we strive for excellence in wanting to bring you the best of the best each week with some amazing conversations and amazing guests. And as always, of course, tonight is no different. But before we jump into our conversation, I definitely want to give a shout out to our show sponsor, Goose Chase. Thank you so much for sponsoring My EdTech Life. And guys, you might want to go check out Goose Chase and use code MyEdTech10, where you can use that to take 10% off your district's plan or your school plan, or even your own personal plan. So you might want to check them out. Check out goosechase.com. Uh, and also, I do want to let you know that I have partnered up with Goose Chase, and we are doing a giveaway where you can go ahead and win your own personal Edu Plus or Educator Plus account. And all of that will be in the show notes. And I am sharing the link right now in the comments. So sign up because the giveaway is tomorrow. So thank you again, Goose Chase. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as always, like I said, we strive for excellence and we want to bring you some amazing guests. And tonight is no different because tonight I've been looking forward to this chat. Gavin has been somebody that has been kind of showing up, popping in and out on some shows and sharing some comments. And then today now I get to kind of meet Gavin, not necessarily in real life, but I get to hear his amazing story. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome Gavin Pringle to the show. Gavin, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Thanks for inviting me. Looking forward to telling the story of Jacapa and giving, giving a, an invite to your audience around the soft skills revolution and, and what we're doing. Well, I'm excited about that. Oftentimes it's something that, and I'll be honest with you, we haven't talked about enough here in our show. So when you reached out and I was like, this is excellent. This is something that's right up my alley. And this is something that I actually love and definitely promote within my school district, which is obviously that soft skills development. And so today I'm excited that we get to talk about this. So Gavin, for all our audience members that are checking us out live today or will be catching this on the replay, please, I would love for you to give us a little brief introduction before we get into the origin story, just a little brief intro and what your context is within Jacapa. Yeah, absolutely. So I am the CEO and founder of Jacapa. We are striving to give every student the practice, reflection, and feedback that they need to develop their soft skills. We are have a research partnership with the University of Illinois and provide the first reliable and valid assessment technology while also having a fun and engaging mobile app and web platform that students can log into and actually practice these skills. 
Excellent. Love it. All right. Well, Gavin, thank you so much for that little brief intro. But now I want to dive in a little bit more because as every superhero has an origin story and every guest that is on the My EdTech Live podcast, I definitely liken them to a superhero because of the work that they're doing within the education space, within the founder creator space. So I would love to hear your origin story. And this is something that I've been looking forward to all day because based on your bio, I was like, oh, I can't wait to hear this. So let us know a little bit about that origin story and where the concept of Jacapa came about, which you are currently, you created and are definitely doing some great things with. Yeah, no, absolutely. So as I like to say, I built Jacapa for 16-year-old Gavin. This is a tool I wish I would have had when I was in high school. I graduated from my third high school. I was not a successful high school student. I went to college and dropped out after two years. And looking back, a lot of that had to do with my emotional resilience, my abilities in executive function, my abilities to communicate, to work in teams, to do long-term planning uh, and goal setting. And so two years into college, I dropped out. I joined the Navy and fortunately they're pretty good at teaching soft skills. They, they taught me how to work in teams. They taught me how to communicate effectively and, and build those executive function skills and it really changed my life. I, I served as a Submariner. I was stationed in Southeast Asia for, for a while, um, as a nuclear reactor operator. And when I got out, I went back to college and. I was sitting there in my group projects with my other, my fellow students. And I said, something is missing here. This is not just a me problem. This is a, just about every student I was running across had these, these issues with their executive functions, their ability to work in teams, their ability to regulate their stress, um, or anger or impulse control. And. I have led 18 to 22 year olds in some very dangerous, stressful situations. It is not an age thing. It is a skill development problem. And so at the end of the day, I would look around and I'd say, I wouldn't hire most of these people. If I was in that place, growth and what's startling is we're graduating college our college graduates with average of $30,000 in student loan debt. And they're coming up half-baked. They don't have the soft skills that they need to be successful. That's not just a jab at college. It's true at high school levels. It's true in a lot of the professional environment as well. This is not an area that we focus our time. And so when I went down the rabbit hole of saying, okay, there's something going on here. What is it? I realized, okay, there's these things. We call them soft skills. They're the number one reason why people get fired. 89% of hiring managers say that when a employee is let go, the primary reason is soft skills, right? That's startling. And so the next question in my mind, at least is why aren't we doing anything about it? What's going on where we know these things, we know that this is a problem, but we're not focusing on it. And when I'm looking at the solutions out there and the way that we fix it, it's easy to throw blame at educators and that is part of the problem. But to me, when you actually break it down and say, I want every teacher to give every single student that they have custom feedback, reflections, and exercises on a daily basis. I mean, 
they've already got enough stuff to do. How can you demand that as well, even though it's completely necessary? And so that is why we built Jacapa. It is a way to give every student the practice reflection and feedback that they need while not being a huge burden on teachers. It is a light lift for teachers, but it provides students with that engagement um, because we needed to, to meet teachers where they are. And, and where they are is they like to teach soft skills, but they don't have the shared language, the training, or the time to do it. And from a development standpoint, this version, I've been working on this for three and a half years. The first version of this was Google Forms meets Google Sheets meets Gmail. And I would make PowerPoints for every single one of my users and we'd meet on Zoom and we'd talk about the results. And Fonz, I started to get emails from students saying, hey, I took your PowerPoint into a job interview. Or I wrote about the data in my college application or a scholarship application. And now I have a job. Now I got into college. Now I got a scholarship. We are not the hero of that story. It's really important to make that clear. Jakapa is not the hero. The student is the hero. We are their trusty sidekick. We're Yoda in that can help them elevate and empower them in whatever journey that they want to go, whether it's employment, whether it's college, whether it's the military, we are a beneficial tool for helping them get to that next step. Everything that you described there, I, there's definitely stuff that I def, I want to revisit and unpack. But one of the main things that you mentioned is I love the way that you describe Jacapa as a light lift. And taken into consideration, I love the fact that you did take into consideration like teacher workloads and, you know, how teachers may feel because they're, they've already got a lot going on. So that light lift definitely will go a long way. But talking about the soft skills that you're talking about here on your website, it says here you're talking about self-management, innovation, social engagement, emotional resilience, and cooperation. That is definitely a lot of what I see that we would definitely need more of or benefit more of within our classrooms. And especially you know, even prior to pandemic, even now uh, more so do, during post-pandemic, we're seeing some things that have come up that normally weren't there before. And of course, it was just heightened after we were out for pandemic and so on. So I'm glad that there is there's options there. And one thing that I, I did want to add because is or because of certain programs that maybe certain districts are using, it's still very teacher centered. And the teachers may be expected to start a conversation and keep that going. But at the same time, them not being maybe a subject matter expert within that realm specifically, they could definitely use some support where there is something that is already in place that can take care of those things in a way that is meaningful and intentional for students and that can help in all of these areas. So I definitely love what it is that you're sharing here through Jacapa. And definitely I want to unpack a little bit more about it with this next question, I know you mentioned that you were in you serving in the military when the submarine. So I want to ask you, you mentioned a 16 year old Gavin. So 16 year old Gavin graduates from third high school, goes into the military. And so how did you uh, learn about maybe your need or learn 
like you mentioned about soft skills. When did that kind of start growing on you? And then like you mentioned later on, like there's something here and there is a need. Can you take me through that process and, and that story? I'm going to just keep harping on this throughout the podcast, I'm sure. But my term is, is practice, reflection, and feedback. That is how you develop skills. And when I joined the, the Navy, that is what I got was it starts with feedback. It starts with peer reviews and professional development reviews and your chief telling you when you did something well or not. It starts in boot camp. It starts at the divisional level all the way down to, to just your, your shipmates. But from there, it leads to practice. You are given things that you are supposed to improve upon and you are expected to deliver. And when you do not deliver, you get that feedback again, you know, that cyclical feedback journey. And part of that, part of filling that gap and completing the circle is the reflection piece. Why are we in this position? Why are we not meeting expectations or we are meeting expectations? It's a personal growth journey. And for me, I didn't drop out of college and join the military and say, it's because of my soft skills. That never crossed my mind. What crossed my mind was I need to do something else. I don't want to take out a bunch of student loan debt when I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. So let's go get a skill, join the Navy, see the world. But in that process of developing these skills, in that process of getting feedback, it leads to reflection and you start to realize, hey, I had a really hard time with managing keeping motivated over a 16-week class, continuing to do homework, continuing to study for tests. I'd start out really well. And then towards the end of the semester, I don't care anymore. It's, it's over. But you start missing assignments. You start uh, getting distracted. That presented itself in a number of ways. This long-term goal attainment, I really struggled at. Through that reflection, I started to realize, okay, there is the soft skill problem. And to your point, it really was the perspective change that I brought back from the military, back into the traditional college environment of going to classes and seeing a deficiency. That's what started me thinking about, okay, what do we need to do differently? How can I make a difference here? Because that is when we're talking about entrepreneurship, like we did right before the skull, I Entrepreneurs are problem solvers. That's what we do. And for soft skills, critical thinking, innovation, problem solving, it all ties into that. We are problem solvers. I had a perspective change. I went back. I noticed that there was something missing and it's human nature to say, I want to solve this problem. There you go. Um, you yeah. hit on a lot of things here too as well. I I guess from my standpoint in seeing this and again, working as an edu in education, did 11 years in the classroom. This is my seventh, sixth year, sorry, as an instructional tech. So I get to see it all from that overarching view and the, the soft skills. We, we talk about it often. It, it's something, it's a word that kind of gets thrown around, but then at the same time, it, it's, there isn't really a solution for it. It's, we talk about what we need to do, but finding a method or sharing something with a, a teacher on how to do it, that's something that's going to be a little bit different. And then when we do bring somebody that may be able to help and may be able to support, 
usually it kind of all stays within one level and sometimes it doesn't really make it out into the classrooms to be something that'll be highly effective, not only for teachers, but for students as well. And honestly, with your story and what you're telling me and how you saw that problem, you saw it at the college level. I'm seeing it down here also in the K-12 space. And I'm sure that you're seeing it in the K-12 space too, as you continually do your research and so on. But I absolutely agree with you that there is something there that we need to do a little bit better. Now, and while I was in the classroom, one of the things that I love, though, is I actually create a community within the classroom. And then, of course, the types of assignments that I would give, it was like, here's your rubric. It's really hands-on. And then the students would go ahead and create something in the modality that they felt most comfortable with because oh, I really cared about the content. So even during that time, the students developed some great skills. And, and again, I wasn't a pedagogical expert at the time, and I still am not. But at the time, I didn't realize that those soft skills were developing because I didn't know they were soft skills. I was just like, oh, my kids are better communicators. They're learning a lot better. And even the students that maybe for other teachers needed a little bit more regulation in the classroom. Within my class, they were completely fine. And just because I understood how to work with them and give them opportunities to either kind of get that energy out in a way that they're still being productive. And I think that's something that is very important. And the fact that the way that you're describing what you saw and through your experience, and like I mentioned here, what Jacapa intends to do and is doing is something that is wonderful that I can go ahead and visit a platform. And like you mentioned, like allow students to really learn some of those things that maybe they may not have time to do within class, but access through an app or access through the web in a way that they can go ahead and take a little bit, take that ownership of their learning, like you mentioned. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, I've got an interview. And just like you mentioned that story, it's like, hey, I took your PowerPoint slide into an interview and I did very well. So they're working on those communications. They're getting that confidence that self-management. And again, I mean, those really are those future-ready skills that a lot of the students need. And of course, one thing that I like that you mentioned is, well, maybe not getting into debt right away and, and choosing just to go to university. Maybe that's an option, but maybe there's some technical skills or technical school and so on. Regardless of where we land, Gavin, though, one of the things that I still see, and I'm sure you see it because this is what we've been talking about, is how important those soft skills are. And you mentioned right now, like when we started the show, that many people get dismissed from their work, not necessarily because they may not have that knowledge for what they do, but it's because of the lack of soft skills. So through your work and, and the research that you have done, what are some ways that Jacapa is helping industry or helping also K-12 higher ed with developing some of these soft skills? I'll just describe the use case for you. We are not a 60-minute curriculum. We are a 10-minute-a-day practice reflection and feedback app. I got it in again, practice reflection and feedback. But what we do is we align with basically every framework out there, whether it's ACT Mosaic, Castle, Leader, and Me, the big ones. They can do the 60-minute curriculum. I'm not trying to do that. What we have seen in a lot of solutions out there, it's a lot of watch this video, read this workbook, answer these multiple choice quizzes, whatever, right? My goal is 
it's a homeroom. It, it's plugged into a homeroom class. It's plugged into an advisory. It's a potential English ESL class or, or PE class or homework or whatever we want to fit it into. For 10 minutes a day, they pull out their Chromebook or their iPad or their phone or their laptop or whatever the device is. They log in and they actually practice the stuff. Every activity that we have in the app is experiential. You go in, you set a goal in your real life to go do, you come back, you tell us if you did it, how did it go? Think about it kind of like a Fitbit, right? It, it tells you what to do in your real life and you just come back and get feedback on it. We do 360 style assessments where it's self-assessments, it's small group peer assessments, it's you can send an assessment request to your parents or your after-school boss or coach or whoever it is to get that feedback. It's the reflections around, hey, I see myself as really good at this skill, but my peers aren't seeing that. What's going on? Why is that happening? All of that is contained in a 10-minute experiential learning opportunity that reinforces all the other frameworks out there um, because we're not trying to do that. So, so that's what we're seeing regarding outcomes. I had five people email us just last, last month saying that they were using us in job interviews and that's high school kids that are reaching out to reaching out, saying that they're doing something five of them, which is incredible to me. We're seeing real impacts on that level and on the teacher side, this should be, Hey kids, pull out your Chromebook, pull out your phone. I've given you 10 minutes to do it. It's automatically the weekly challenges that we have are automatically designed, deployed, and we grade them on engagement, right? All you as a teacher need to do is say, all right, 60 out of hundred points of engagement is equal to full credit because we're on a block schedule. Um, it's 10 points a week. That's the involvement that we're talking about. So yeah, and, and when you're looking at soft skill training and the impact that it has, you know, I get kind of frustrated, Fonz, about people think that these are fluff skills. They're the soft skills, right? And I can go on a whole tirade about, about is it soft skills or, or essential skills or power skills or durable skills or what the term we're using. And that's for people that are a whole lot smarter and more qualified than me to decide on, right? Right now, we're saying soft skills because that's what industry knows. And when you're thinking about the number one reason for employment, I care about what industry recognizes. But these skills, these soft skills are absolutely not soft. You are talking when people, when students are exposed to a soft skill training course, you have a 30% increase in graduation rate. You have a 10.7% improvement in math testing scores. Are your GPA, your course completion, your behavioral problems. I mean, 84% of school districts across the country right now are reporting significantly more behavioral problems than they had pre-COVID. This is some... ...sort of a graduate. I mean, we give lip service to this idea of improving these skills. How do we measure the improvement? How do you actually get skill improvement going on. And all too often what I'm seeing out there is we have them watch videos or we have them sit through a lecture or we have a workbook and we test their knowledge base. But I frankly question you on if all it took 
to develop leadership or communication was watching YouTube videos, we'd all be let we'd all be experts on it right by now. But you have to actually practice and get feedback on these skills. And that's something that my that Jacapa does really well because it's been baked into the solution from day one. That's perfect. And you're absolutely right. That is so true what you mentioned the lack of practice and now that we're talking a little bit about this just reflecting back you're absolutely right and a lot of things like i described earlier there's some programs that either school districts purchase and it's real teacher centered and it's teacher led but it really doesn't allow for the students to really practice it's you're starting a dialogue but that doesn't mean that you're really building that communication skills really that collaboration, that emotional intelligence, that resilience, and so on, because everything is like, oh, here's a 20-minute lesson, and I'm only going to do 20 minutes because I got to move on to the next thing. And so I love what you said, that although the teacher or the district may have purchased a product like that, this is a supplement to that in the sense of, hey, here's 10 minutes of actual practice where you get some feedback and the student is able to really go through that those lessons and then, of course, they get that precious feedback where they can go ahead and improve those skills. So that, to me, is something that is valuable because oftentimes many students, it's like a sit and get world. Teacher-led, teacher in the front, student receives, student consumes, but that is it. Now, how do you allow them or time to put that into practice and then obviously giving them that feedback of like, no, maybe we need to change it this way or maybe we need to present this way and so on. So I, I think that this, the the way that I'm seeing things go through, we're letting a lot of time pass between allowing students to practice these soft skills. So I want to ask you, as far as Jacapa, and you're talking about you know, what it is that they do through these 10-minute lessons, can you describe a, or give us an example of what a lesson or a 10-minute practice would be or what it would look like for the student? Yeah, no, absolutely. So each week, we focus on a different domain area. So the domains that we measure are self-management, innovation, critical thinking, emotional resilience, cooperation, and social engagement. So on Monday, it's a short reading assignment that really is just triggering or is prompting them to think about the reflections in a specific way. We have four daily, what we call skill builders. They're, repeat, they're daily skill builders. So Monday through Friday, the assignment is always there. It's there for the Saturday, Sunday kids, the overachievers. But those are making and tracking a stress plan, building, setting, and tracking daily goals around the specific domain that we're talking about. Building a positive brain, growth mindset, optimism, focused, a did felt tell journal around what did they actually do? How did it make them feel? And communicating that. So that's our repeatable skill builders. We also have self-assessments. So that's on Monday. It's a, it's a short domain-focused self-assessment. They request external feedback from an individual. So they type in an email address. They send us very focused on that domain assessment out to that individual. Maybe it's, hey, dad, measure me on my emotional resilience and give me feedback on that. There's one-time self-assessments like managing your message and practicing decision-making that they're the longer skill builders that are done one time on a, I think they're on Thursdays, maybe it's on Wednesday. But we also have inventories and end of week reflection activities around these skills, so your deep dive sort of thing. 
each. So with all of those, with the repeatable skill builders every day, you're really looking at about 10 minutes of engagement, plus or minus a few minutes per individual day. And all of that activity feeds into a gamified profile. So they earn badges, they earn a spot on a leaderboard, they can see their data in real time. So how they're, how they are growing, what are their top skills, how they see themselves versus other people, how are they growing over time, but those, that's the data that is available to them in real time. So they can really start thinking about it. Excellent. Now. I, I know we're talking about just uh, this, I mean, I guess in the K-12 space and the student, but Chacapa is not just for education. I mean, from what I'm seeing here on your website, it is also solutions for executives and business leaders. You've got coaches and consultants and for individuals also as well. So obviously what I'm seeing here, Gavin, is that the soft skills that we talk about is not just for one space, whether it's K-12 or higher ed. I mean, you're talking about business and we talked a little bit about that too as well, but also just as an individual who maybe wants to grow and more professionally and develop those skills, because maybe if they're just looking either for a transition or they're looking for a job or first time job searches, whatever the case is. So I want to ask you too, as well. Now you've described a transition or excuse me, you described how Jacapa would work with a student is that the same approach within the business leadership setting and within the individual setting as well? Or how do they differ as far as the exercise time or the le level of uh, skills that are worked on to be developed? Yeah. So regarding the exercise time, I would 10 to 15 minutes. It really, because a lot of this is reflection based, it kind of depends on how much you're willing to reflect on that. If you're willing to really do the deep dive, it could be longer than 10 minutes for your more adult users or, or more career focused users. The content is we're currently experimenting with using generative AI to release content that's specific both to the industry, but also to the individual and their profile. What are their strengths and weaknesses and how can we tailor it to them? The dream of Jacapa is right now we the youngest we can really go is sixth grade. We're a middle school and up product. And, and really that comes down to reading ability. When, when you drop down too much below sixth grade, you start to have some students start to have concerns about reading comprehension. But imagine Gavin's in sixth grade and he starts his Jacapa profile. He builds it all the way through. He gets feedback all the way through high school. He uses that data to get his after-school job. My first job is at Jimmy John's. So I, I go to Jimmy John's and I say, here's my, here's my profile. Let me talk to you about it. After talking to business leaders out there, if a student walks in, if, it, if an individual walks in with a soft skill profile in hand, that's the person you want to hire. So, so I go, I get my after-school job, I graduate high school, I go to trade school or college and I use that data to tell my story, what is a what is a college application essay other than a personal brand story? I started at this level, I improved, this is how I worked on it. So that's, we get to college, we port in all of our data because you can do that in Jacapa as you switch between organizations, bring your data with you. You own the data as an individual user. You get all the way through, you go to your career fair, you use it to get your first job, and lo and behold, they also use Jacapa. 
for their entry-level employees. That is the dream that I have for this. And frankly, with what we are hearing from business here in St. Louis, St. Louis Community College releases the state of the workforce report every year, where they do a survey of all the local businesses. Seven out of the top eight complaints about applicants were all soft skill related, right? This is something that everyone is talking about, that everyone needs. It is in the press basically on a daily basis. And so if you can answer that question and say, over my six years and from sixth grade to 12th grade, I received over 300 different perspectives about my skills. I have this many data points. I did this many reflections and exercises about it. I am confident in my skills. Hire me, take me into trade school, take me into college, whatever their path is. I have a hard time believing that they will not be successful in whatever route they want to go. Absolutely. That is great. And it, it, I wish that this was something that was definitely more standardized and having this, I mean, the solution is there and I absolutely love what you mentioned in that vision and just me, just as you're describing it, playing it around in my head, just the way that you're able to show that data and transfer that data. And you, you have something there that is an artifact based on the work that you did through the learning. And there's proof there of your soft skills, your the work that you've put in and the type of employee that you can be. And like you mentioned, and, and even here on the website says 73% of employers say they can't find graduates that have these soft skills. And so we're not really doing anything about it. So uh, that's why I applaud you for what you're doing and the passion that you have that even as far back as coming back from military and then being in college and then seeing like, hey, there's something going on here. There's a change. We're not focusing on these skills that maybe at one time we did have more time to focus on. And now you've created something that can work well, not only at that leadership business side of it, but in the K-12 space and being able to marry those together, like you mentioned, go through that profile from sixth grade up and then going into university or trade school or then leading up to a profession. I mean, that is something that is amazing. I mean, it's a path well set. And most importantly, I think the fact that you're developing these soft skills that you mentioned that many times I feel that we overlook. And even as educators, we don't give our students enough time to develop these skills within our lessons, within our curriculum, within anything, because the main focus as Gavin and, and especially here in Texas is always state testing. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to state testing, really what soft skill are you going to need other than understanding how to drag and drop an answer or type an essay? So you're really just working on just, I guess, regurgitating information, really. That's what it is. And you're missing out on so much. I, I would say to that, because that's something we hear. It's, well, at the end of the day, I measured on, on, on testing and soft skills aren't in that. Well, what they have seen is that test anxiety is very real. We, by working on emotional resilience, you can directly impact your students' test anxiety, which will lead to higher scores. Executive function and math testing scores are heavily correlated. So by working on that self-management, that executive function, yes, it's not teaching the kids algebra, but it's teaching them to be more goal-focused and, and detail-oriented and thinking through a process. So, so 
I mean, that's something I hear on, on, I wouldn't say a daily basis, but on a weekly basis for sure is, you know, how does this impact testing? Well, it's not something you are going to be tested on. That is true. But how many, I, I don't think an extra hour of math class is really going to move the needle. I do think that improving student self-management skills will move the needle. And I mean, can we not, I have a hard time believing that schools can't find 10 minutes of downtime per day. I mean, it, and it doesn't have to be a consecutive downtime. It could just be, hey, you've got two minutes, log on to Chikop and do a few of those micro activities. Um, so, I mean, that's the ask that we're really looking at is where can we plug in at 10 minutes a day? Yeah. And you'd be surprised, honestly, like even myself and my role. And when we go and speak to a teacher and say, hey, this is what we would love for you to do, or there's this platform. They're always like, well, where do I find time? Where do I find time? And so on. And time is of the essence. But one of the things that I always said, and even my experience as a teacher, and I know that times have changed since I was in the classroom, but at the same time, I always say the time that you spend, and, and I'm not saying that the quality time of instruction isn't great, but I'm just saying if you do have something like Jacoba or a program that does that, I, I think that not only is the return on investment going to be great, but I'm saying the return on instruction is going to be great because I have always felt, and I've been a, a true believer that if you do build those skills within the classroom and allow for that time for those skills to develop within your group, your mixed group, whatever type of group that you may have, I would oftentimes spend the whole first week, not even teaching, really just getting to know my students. And everybody's like, oh, you're a week behind. You're a week behind. I was like, it's all right. I'm good because the return on instruction is going to be great where I have already built my our team within our classroom. They have those skills. They know and learn a little bit of just how to self-regulate. And I'm guiding them that I'm able to do more later on than just going straight through and not allowing for any of that time to develop some of these skills and especially the communication skills and the the regulation skills and so on. But I love the fact that you said, hey, 10 minutes, if I was back in the classroom and had this available and just say, hey, all it takes is 10 minutes, oh, I can make it happen and I can make it work because I definitely see the potential because I know that's going to help me in the long run as I go on through the year. But not only is it going to help me, I'm going to definitely see a visible difference from how my students started at the beginning of the year till how they ended at the end of the year. And I always tell teachers, and I'm a big believer in those digital artifacts, being able to have a report on hand that when I do go into a meeting, whether it's a meeting for a student who may need additional supports or student, whatever the case is, I can say, look at how the student is doing, look at where they were, look at where they are now, and maybe the student might possibly be able to exit a program or they say like, wow, we've seen significant growth here. The the child may just maybe will lessen the support here because that child has built up or the student has built up those skills that really help in the long run, the classroom skills, the knowledge-based skills. So I absolutely love this. I am really excited about this, Gavin. And I just really appreciate you being here and, and sharing. But 
Before we kind of wrap up and everything, I have to ask, and this is a question that maybe others might be wondering, or maybe not, but I know I am. The name Jacapa, how, where did that yep. come from? So Jacapa, as I said, I stationed in Guam, which is Southeast Asia. I fell in love with the country of New Zealand. We would go there when you're already out in Guam, you should go see Southeast Asia and see Australia and New Zealand while you're there. And Jakapa means go team or yes team in Maori, which is the Aboriginal language of New Zealand. So it's kind of a throwback to my former Navy days and what we are really focused on at Jakapa. Love it. The team. Go team. That's what it is. That's what it's all about, Gavin. Well, Gavin, thank you so much for just a wonderful conversation. And most importantly too, Gavin, I run, I want to say thank you for the work that you are doing. I know that obviously being a founder is not easy, an entrepreneur with a vision, finding a problem and finding that solution, definitely not something that is easy. However, I do want to commend you on what I have seen and what I have heard and obviously going to your website. So I recommend everybody go visit jacapa.com. All of that will be in the show notes as well. So Make sure that you do go visit that website and that you will find some contact information for Gavin as well. If this is something that you all may be interested in learning more about, whether it's at the business side and leadership side of it, or if it's on the educator side and in the K-12 space, definitely reach out to Gavin at Jacapa. And I'm sure that he will be delighted to go ahead and speak with you. And I just let him know too that, hey, I heard you on my tech life with that guy, Fon. So I'm sure that he'll definitely make some time for you. But again, Gavin, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. But before we go, Gavin, I always love to end the show with the following three questions. And I know I, I put them there in the calendar invite. So just that way we don't catch you off guard. But here we go. So question number one, as we may all be familiar with, kryptonite was superman's greatest weakness so anytime there was some kryptonite that kind of weakened superman kind of just made him lose some of his power so i want to ask you currently in the current state of education what would you say might be your current edu kryptonite standardized testing i would say yeah i would say standardized testing because as I mentioned prior to this, it's some administrators don't see soft skills as a need. They see it as a want because their requirement is standardized testing. The measuring stick is standardized testing. And I think that needs to change. And I, I'm seeing a lot of progress in that direction and I'm thankful for that. So to, to those out there that are fighting the good fight against standardized testing, keep it up because it's definitely my kryptonite. Absolutely. I'm with you on that 1000%. It is one of my edu, well, actually it's my biggest edu kryptonite standardized testing. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. So next question, Gavin, question number two here is if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? I actually have been thinking about this and I'm kind of tempted. I'm kind of tempted to do this for our next client or next couple clients. I have been disturbed by how much education has been being politicized recently. And I would love to run a billboard for a school district saying, we are teaching your kids. We are future proofing them. We are teaching them how to not get fired. We are teaching them soft skills 
And I struggle to see how that could be politicized. I want the community to support schools again. And just saying something about soft skills, strong future, career readiness. That's what we're in this for. That's what schools are in this for. And I really, I really want communities to get behind schools again. So love that. I love that one that you mentioned, soft skills, a strong future. That one is really good. Or even just future proofing your child or things that they're all great. But yeah, that is definitely a great message. Thank you so much for sharing that. And the last question, Gavin, outside of your workspace, not dealing with Jacopo or anything, I would love to know, do you have a hobby or possibly a favorite activity that you wish that one day could turn into a full-time profession? I wanted to go to culinary art school. And then I remember my dad telling me, if you go to culinary art school and you become a chef, you're going to spend all this time making other people food and you're not going to eat it. Uh, So I love to cook. I love to eat. It's a passion of mine. When I go to a new restaurant and find some new thing that they're doing to a, to a, traditional dish or I immediately come home and try and figure out how to do it at home. Yeah. I love it. Cooking. Absolutely. That's great. That's wonderful. Hey, even cooking or possibly even being a a food taster or a food critic too, as well. I think that would be wonderful as your passion is for food. And I'm the, the same way. I absolutely love just breaking bread and just that camaraderie that and just having conversations and so on. And just that, ambiance of just being in a place where everybody's smiling, having a great time and just breaking bread together. That's wonderful. And hopefully one of these days, Gavin, I was like, now that I've actually visited Missouri, maybe one of these days when I get the opportunity to revisit Missouri, I might look you up and maybe we can go ahead and break some bread together. So that'd be great. I'd love that. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Gavin. Well, thank you so much, Gavin. I really appreciate it. It's been an amazing conversation. And like I mentioned, I absolutely love your story. Just right from the get-go, from 16-year-old Gavin to now entrepreneur Gavin with Jacapa and finding those that problem and finding a solution to that problem. So keep up the amazing work, my friend. I really appreciate it. And as always, I do want to extend this out as I do for all my guests. Once you are a guest on Maya Tech Life, you always have an open invite. So you're more than welcome back at any time when maybe Jacoppa is adding something else or you've got something wonderful else that's happening. Feel free to reach out and we'll definitely get you on the show. So thank you so much. And for all our audience members that were checking us out tonight or are going to be checking the replay out, whether it's through YouTube or your favorite podcast player. As always, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for making my EdTech life what it is today. Please make sure that you visit our YouTube channel, guys. We're at 580-some subscribers, I think. We're trying to get to 1,000. Go give us a thumbs up. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Follow us on what, on your favorite podcast player as well. Visit our website at myedtech.life also, where you can check out this amazing episode and the other 233 wonderful episodes with educators, creators, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, 
and just amazing education professionals that you can take some knowledge nuggets from and sprinkle them onto what you are already doing great. And also, if you'd love to contribute to our mission, please stop by our merch store. You can grab yourself a cap, a sweater. We've got some nice uh, mugs. We've got some nice shirts. And all of that goes back here into the show so we can continue to bring you some amazing conversations week in and week out, guys. So thank you so much. But as always, my friends, until next time, don't forget, stay techie.